2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... (laughs) You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the
2: hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fam with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com.
4: Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness is here. Yes, it is on a Friday. Did it stop raining outside? Still going. Oh, uh, it's still tristing a little bit. Uh, live here from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master programs. Learn more at Lakeland.edu slash get started. Uh, Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. And uh I, I know we did some packers and we did a lot of bucks, but there is a bucks question uh that we did not get to yet. And I would like to get to here on Sparky's Midday Madness, if you all will allow me. And it's a question that normally we do uh, in the future rounds of the playoffs when you have Giannis, because the first round is supposed to be an easy win. You know, you get like the Pistons or somebody, you magic, you roll through them, and you move on to the next round, and then it gets tougher. Well, now, because of the Middleton injury, uh, this now has become a tough series, I think. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I think this is going to be a tougher series. that will probably go seven. Um, so now I think, it's, I think it's fair to ask this question. Who's the most pressure on right now? Where, where does the pressure lie? Who do you think uh, is feeling some of that pressure right now of, oh, okay, now all eyes are on us? Because I don't think before all eyes were on Milwaukee Chicago. I think there were the least amount of eyes on Milwaukee and Chicago. That's why they got like a Sunday morning game on Sunday. If all eyes were on them, they'd be later in the afternoon, right? So if it's Nets, Bucks, or whatever, you're going to be a little bit later in the afternoon or prime time. But instead you're getting buried on the second game and getting forced to play at 8 30 at night and that nonsense. Um, so who do you think the pressure is on right now for this Milwaukee Bucks team? Where's that spotlight gonna be on right now uh, for this Bucks team? 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at twelve fifty AM the fan. I will say that if you go back and you listen to the very first hour. Uh, the Wendy's Big Show, 10 o'clock, before we had David Hall on from Molly and Hall on six seventy Score, we had people calling in, talking about Giannis and how Giannis uh, is going to have to go get a 45-50. He's going to have to be that guy. He's got to step up. He's got to play better. He's going to be the difference maker in this series. It's him. It's all on him to do it we weren't asking who the most pressure is on. The question was, Bucks in what against the Bulls? That was the question. But this was just being volunteered. Then we get to the next topic at 11 o'clock, and it's who needs to make the biggest impact with Milton. Out. And it's Grayson Allen. It's Pat Connaughton. It's Drew Holiday. I don't think when we start talking about pressure and who the spotlight is on, I'll tell you right now where it's all at. It's on Bud. It's on Bootenholzer. This is where it is. These dudes on TV killed Bootenholzer last year in the playoffs. Do you not remember? Killed him. We had Robert Ori on the big show a few days back. Was it Tuesday that he was on? And he brought up Bud without being asked about Bud and said, you know, you know if Bud was better, if they had a better coach, feel better about the Bucks." So, even after they won a championship, you still got former players still not digging down with how Bud and his staff do their thing, and they won a championship. So now all eyes are going to be on this series between the Bucks and the Bulls. Now the Barclays and Shaqs and so forth, and uh, Anthony's and, the, and Kenny Smiths and these guys are all going to be looking and watching closely to see how the Bucks play now without Chris Middleton. And I think that Boonholzer is going to be under attack again if they lose this series. I don't believe there's, and again, Giannis may feel pressure, right? Like he's got to do it all. But I don't think anybody's going after Giannis. I mean, unless he averages like 12 points or something. But if Giannis just does what he's supposed to do and you know gets his numbers every night like he has for the last several years and does his thing, nobody's going to go after Giannis if they lose this series. They're going to go after Bud, and they're going to go after Bud for not playing the right guys in the right situations, not making this adjustment, not making that adjustment. He's going to be the fall guy for this series if they lose. I think you can mark it down right now, and I think I'm going to be right at the end of the day. The only other way that he gets bailed out of this from a pressure standpoint, from a spotlight standpoint, is if Drew Holiday falls apart. Maybe not falls apart. If Drew Holiday can't rebound from how bad he's been. right? If Drew Holiday continues to turn over the ball 10 times a game and do nonsense like that, then yeah, maybe it's going to be on Drew. But I think all of the pressure, all of the spotlight going forward in this series is on Mike Boonholzer. Agree, disagree, think it's on somebody else? Am I missing somebody? You let me know. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. Who do you think is the most pressure on? Who's got that spotlight on him right now in this Bucks Bull series, in which I think the Bucs uh, will win tonight? Uh, AR Adam Roberts, who do you think has the most pressure on him right now? Ah, uh, hmm. So I've had
1: all day to kind of ponder this, and I think it's going to be the wing shooters, the guys who need to be, like we talked about on the big show today, putting up a double-double at minimum to keep that scoring output where at it was when Middleton was on the floor. So a guy like a Pat Connaughton, who's been fairly quiet during these first two games of the series, I'm looking at him and also Grayson Allen being, as Toby said earlier on Bart show, more than just a guy who pulls up, and shoots the ball. B, he has looked a little bit at times hesitant, as Toby said, on the floor.
4: So I want the wing shooters to step up and pick up the scoring. You know, that's the thing um, with Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton. What kind of expectations can y'all really have on these two? Like, what what has Pat Connaughton done in his career to have expectations that he's going to go out there and fulfill the shoes of Chris Middleton? Grayson Allen, at least Grayson Allen, you can look back at the beginning part of the season for the first, what, month and a half. We went over the numbers, I think it was yesterday. For the first month and a half, he was averaging about 15 points a game. So Allen did it earlier in the season when he was given the opportunity to start that he showed he could put up numbers. Now, can you go, you know, 15, 5, and 5 or whatever that number is that Eric named throughout there from the Athletic? I, I don't know if he can do that. I don't. I don't know if he can do it consistently. I have more faith in him than I have in Pat Connaughton. That much I know. I have more faith in him than I have in Jordan Wara or in Thanassis or in anybody else being able to put up consistent numbers game to game. Yes. But realistically, though, if we're thinking about it, do we really – are we really going to get mad and all bent out of shape if he doesn't average 15 a night for the Bucs? It's Grayson Allen. It's not a perennial all-star. You don't have a perennial all-star. So look at this point. Holiday's an Olympian. So at least with Drew Holiday, you can be like, dude, you're better than this. You're choking or you're falling apart down the stretch. You screwed this up. You need to play better and up to your expectation. And don't get me wrong. Drew Holiday knows he needs to play up to his expectation. He's well aware of it. But at least he's got the skill set to rise to the occasion and be that guy. He's been the second guy. He's been the lead guy on other teams. So he's been there. He knows how to handle the situation. He's played without Giannis with Middleton and knows, okay, I got to go offensively. I got to pick up the slack. I got to be better. Middleton, pick up the slack, got to be better. And they were without Giannis, and they got that job done. So, yes, I think there should be pressure on Holiday. But at the end of the day, I think it's all on But What about you? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fans Markets Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Baseball has started, and the basketball playoffs are getting underway. And the place to catch all the action while playing your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch all the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. We're talking bocce ball, foosball, table tennis, darts, pool tables, you name it, they got it. And then while you're there, and again, it's a crappy day out, so it's perfect to be inside uh, having some fun versus just sitting at home. Then you sell out some awesome food. Loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, Wednesday and Friday, today's Friday, they got their fish fries and they are piled with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha, yes, Adam Roberts. It's piled up as high as my Scrub-A-Dub notes I hit this morning. Oh, indeed it was, yes. The Scrub-A-Dub song is amazing, and I'm going to play it for one Rami Makloff, but I got a feeling he may have heard it because Adam tweeted the the damn song out to everybody to hear. Uh, but I'm going to play it for Rami if he hasn't heard it yet, uh, coming up here at about a uh, quarter to three. So stay tuned if you haven't heard it yet.
3: I'm just going to play my game, honestly. Uh tell you what the defense gives me. Try not to have so many turnovers, but still try to touch the paint whenever I can and and spray out to my teammates to try to get wide-open looks. But, you know, I got to play my game, get comfortable in there, and, and knock down some shots.
4: There he is, Drew Holiday. And, you know, I kind of feel bad for him a little bit, I'll be honest, mainly because... He's such a good dude, man. I mean, he does a lot of good stuff in the community. um, And he's root for guys like that, man. Good dudes. And he's one of them. I, I remember when the Bucks got him being on a station down in New Orleans. And they telling me that, like, they're just all heartbroken. Like, dude did so much down there uh, in the community. Was a fan favorite, like, People were just heartbroken um, that he was no longer a member of that organization. And now you've got Zion, and he obviously has not been on the floor uh, all year long because while he was hurt, he allowed himself to get out of shape and really uh, killed any chances he had of playing at that point. And you just wonder how much that's going to hurt uh, his stock later uh, when he is looking to get that that big money deal, let's say, uh, down the line, because now again, this is a couple of years now where he hasn't been a factor, and he hasn't been a factor um for injuries, right? And when he came out in the draft, um I remember we were talking about this, and I was saying, I liked R j. Barrett better. I didn't trust Zion. And Gary thought I was nuts, and you're crazy at Zion Williams, and he's a difference maker, yada, yada, yada. Um, and to this point, RJ Barrett's been more of, a, more of a contributor to the Knicks, I would say, than Zion Williamson uh, has been to uh, the Pelicans. Gary just texted me something in the break. It's not Bucks related, uh, but I want to read it because it's very uh, funny to me. Uh, off Instagram from Adam Schefter. I'm sure he put it on Twitter, too. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers restructured his 2022 contract today, creating over $9 million of added salary cap space for Tampa Bay as he gets ready to head into next week's draft, League sources tell ESPN. Brady is still scheduled to be a free agent after this season. So $9 million of added salary cap space for Tampa. So who thinks they're getting ready to trade for a wide receiver? Who thinks... They're getting ready to trade for somebody. They're not just going to – now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they've, they have moved all that money just for the hell of it. Uh, now, normally, draft classes, you're probably spending about that much money um, as far as signing your draft class somewhere in that area. I don't know how tight they were against the cap prior to that, uh, but I would have to imagine they're doing that because they're getting ready to do something.
1: I'll tell you this right now. If they end up getting Samuel, we have to have Shasky on the big show again. After yesterday oh, and that call. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. That would probably... like Sending Samuel to Green Bay probably for him would be bad enough. He goes to Tampa, play with Tampa
4: Tom. I have a funny feeling he'd be go over the edge. We should replay that Shasky interview here in Madness for those that didn't hear it yesterday. That dude, he was in the car with his dad. Now, Joe Shasky third is a morning show host on The Morning Roast, one of the many co-hosts on that show. They've got like 100 people. Uh, on 95.7 The Game in San Francisco. And we had him on to talk about Debo Samuel yesterday. And him and his dad were in the car, like I said, so they must have been on the Bluetooth or whatever. And both of them ended up partaking in the interview with Gary and myself. uh, And he just was devastated by Debo Samuel wanting to leave. He loves him some Debo Samuel, apparently all does, of the city of San Francisco. Uh, And then furthermore... I brought up the fact that y'all are going to go into rebuild here. If it's Trey Lance and what you've got left at wide receiver and rookie wide receiver, y'all aren't going anywhere. Like, what does it matter? And then he went on and on about how much he loves Trey Lance. Um, and then made a comparison that uh, made me lose my mind. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll play Joe Shasky coming up uh, a little bit later here in Sparky's Midday Madness. And of course, if you missed the scrub it up song uh, of our guy, Adam Roberts that Bart played at the end of his show, you gonna want to stay tuned for that uh, as well. So for me, it's, it's definitely um, Boonholzer. Claxton III tweets at 1250 AM the fan and MKE Admirals as far as who's the most pressure on from the Bucks perspective going into this Bulls series tonight. Claxton III says it's on Giannis. Uh, Jim held out the fort when Giannis was out versus Atlanta, so Giannis has to return the favor. I'm assuming he meant Chris, not Jim. Um, so, yes, I guess there's something to that. But, guys... If you're being realistic, can you really realistically say that Giannis should score 40 to 50 points a night the rest of the playoffs? Is that realistic? I mean, I don't even, I don't think that's realistic of Michael Jordan. I don't think that's realistic of LeBron James. I don't think that's realistic of Kobe Bryant. I don't think it's realistic of any of those guys to look at him and go, okay, so you average 30. You're going to need to average 40 to 50 every night for us to win a series. Now go do it. And if you don't, we're going to be mad. I just think it's ridiculous. Again, this is the first time I've ever had a superstar on my team, excuse me, in the NBA. So maybe in LA, they were saying that stuff about Kobe. Maybe in Chicago, and I listened to Sports Talk Radio back then, to the scored MVP back then in Chicago, living in Kenosha, I could pick all the stations up, and I don't remember them ever going, oh, Michael's got to get 40 every night in order for them to win. Like That just wasn't a thing back then. There wasn't that type of of pressure on him, and that's pretty much what we're saying right now. We're pretty much saying that in order for them to win, the pressure's on Giannis. Brian tweets at 1250 AM, the fan, it's Giannis. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I'll read the rest of the tweet. It's Giannis. If we lose in the first round, all the Giannis slander will come back from that national media, and they will all talk about how our championship was tarnished from all the injuries. Do we think that's going to happen? Do we? Do we honestly think? Now, I'm not going to put anything past Skip Bayless. I'm not going to put anything past Colin Coward or Stephen A. Smith. Right? Past any of them. I don't watch them either. But I'm not going to put anything past them because what happens is you can avoid them all you want, but eventually somebody's going to retweet some video of, of something they said on the show, and eventually you're going to see whatever outrageous dumb take that they may have along the way. There is no way they can come at Giannis if they lose this series. There's no way. He doesn't have his second best player. It'd be like saying, if the Lakers were good, Anthony Davis is out, it's so LeBron and a bunch of whatever they got left, and it's on LeBron? Not again, Skip and LeBron, whatever. That is what it is. So maybe Skip would do it. But outside of that, there's no way you can say that. If you take two or three superstars or stars, put them on a team, take out the second best player on that team, What do you want to talk about? Philadelphia. If I take James Harden away from Philadelphia and say it's on Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris, there will be no expectation they're going to go anywhere. None. If I take Kyrie away from Durant for the rest of the playoffs, there's no expectation. Now, there might not be now anyhow with what Boston's done to him for two games. If I take Jalen Brown away from Boston, they've got Jason Tatum, they're done. There's no expectation for them to win a championship anymore. If I take away... I don't even know who the second-best player in Golden State is right now. Uh, If I take away Klay Thompson or Poole from Steph Curry, how far do they go? I don't know. Maybe they got a better chance of still going far even without their second-best player. But 99% of the time, if you take away a team's second-best player, especially if it's an all-star-type player, in the NBA, that team probably is not making that run. It's probably not happening. Remember... This wasn't the Bucs lose Giannis in the first round of the playoffs last year and then he's gone going forward for a round or two. They had to get through a couple without him and they did it and it was amazing and it was great. I just don't think you can put blame on Giannis if they lose this thing. Unless unless he doesn't score a lot of points. Then fine. If he, if he doesn't average 30, say he averages 15, fine. Then you can say... He didn't come up big in a big situation. He let his team down. Go ahead, criticize. Fine. No problem with that whatsoever. This dude's averaging 30, 35 points, and people are going to go, boy, he should average 40 or 50. Nonsense. And it better not happen from us Bucks fans. If it's going to happen from the national media, so be it. But we can't beat those people. He's our superstar. You've got to protect your superstar at all costs, just like Philly fans did with Iverson. They always defended Iverson. No matter what happened or what went wrong or what the dude said, they always had that dude's back. And it's got to be the same with us with Giannis, one way or the other. You can't turn uh, not only your best player, but like one of the best dudes in the state of Wisconsin, just the person himself. God, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't think it now will. Now you all are getting me concerned that this is gonna go sideways on Giannis if they don't win this series. Steve, I really don't think it will.
1: Remember on this very show earlier this week, we did our question of the day was who's the most likable person in the state yes. after Giannis? We it's didn't him. even want to put him in there because we right. knew he'd be a
4: runaway. Correct. Yes, it's definitely Giannis. There's no question. It's Giannis one, and then kind of everybody else too after that. I, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. None uh what is this what is this what are you looking at uh I'm seeing something from Pro Football Focus is pro Football Focus trusted right we trust pro Football Focus yeah, yeah we agree uh they just put up something on Twitter who will win the Debo Samuel sweepstakes question mark per Ian Rapoport now again there's not a tweet link to this it's just a graphic the Packers Jets and Lions have shown interest in trading for Debo Samuel Now I need to find Ian Rappaport's Twitter account and see if he actually tweeted this out or not. With all due respect to these people that uh, tweet stuff out and then don't put the person in the tweet, I, to, I tend to trust you less, and then I tend to go to that person's Twitter account myself um, to see what all is going on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ian Rappaport was on Pat McAfee's show. So is that where this came from? Possibly. I oh, don't know. We're going to have to look and see if we can find where this quote came from. I
1: think I've got it. It's a video from when he was on NFL Network earlier. You do have it. I think I do, yes.
4: All right. Well, uh, our guy, Ar Adam Roberts, we'll see if he's got that video. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, Ian Rabelport's report that apparently the Packers, one of three teams that have checked in uh, to see about trading for Debo Sammy. We'll talk more about that next here on Sparky's Midday Madness.
2: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: Welcome back Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan. So AR was on his side of the glass. Uh, looking at Ian Report's report on NFL Network. Is that correct? That's what you were looking at?
1: Yeah, I okay. think in the break you were playing something different. I
4: was, I was playing something different. So I was listening and watching Pat McAfee's Twitter come from an hour ago that Ian Rappaport uh, uh, retweeted. So apparently there's a video circulating of A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel apparently having a, a conversation of some sort. And... I think they're on the phone. I think is what they said, but it's or they're having a conversation. One's maybe off camera, I guess, or something. And apparently, Debo Samuel saying that he never got an offer from San Francisco, and AJ Brown of the Titans saying that he got an offer of twenty million per year. Uh, but Tennessee told him you could probably get more money elsewhere, but that, you know that's what they're willing to offer at this point was twenty million. They had Ian Rapoport on with McAfee and Hawk. Rapoport then. Uh, was asked about it, and he said, I, I can't confirm that that's them in the video, but, you know, looks looks like that's probably, the, probably who it was, those two guys. And he checked on the Debo Samuel thing. Indeed, San Francisco never did offer him an extension, and because they didn't, Debo then told them, you know what? You didn't offer me an extension at this point. Don't even make me an offer now. I don't even want an offer. I don't want to be here. I don't want to play with you. I'm out, right? Out, trade me. Fine. The A.J. Brown thing... He said it's also true that as the first offer was $20 million and said, hey, hey you know, go get what you can get. That, that may be the case one way or the other, but this is all we can pay you. Um, so that's kind of how that whole thing plays out. So we don't know what Debo wants money-wise. We're assuming it's going to be somewhere in the area of Devontae money would be my guess. A.J. Brown, probably same area too. I'm guessing they're all probably looking for around 25 would be my guess. Somewhere in that area, right? 25 to 30 a year, which is a lot of money. But there was a tweet from Pro Football Focus that was put out while we were on the air that I saw come across that said that there were three teams interested uh, or shown interest to the Niners in trading for Debo Samuel. uh, The Jets, Lions, and Packers. Apparently, were the three teams that apparently showed interest. That's why I went to Rappaport's Twitter account. That's where I saw the backy video uh, that I watched in the break. While I was doing that, AR was digging up the NFL Network audio of Rappaport there, um, and we have that audio uh, as well. See, and this is this is how this goes. You got to kind of put this thing all together. But but again, going back to the big show earlier, it doesn't feel like any of y'all want Debo Samuel feels like a majority of y'all are just like, yeah, you know what? We don't need to pay this dude. We don't need him. Let's just draft a bunch of young wide receivers, give them to AR, and see what all happens here at the end of the day. That's, That's what it feels like to me. You got that audio over there of Ian Rappaport? All right, go ahead.
5: Well, the latest is that Devo Samuel wants out. We know that. We know there are several teams are interested. Joe Douglas, the Jets GM, who does in fact have interest in the Devo Samuel situation, said if the right, if it was the right situation, they would be aggressive. They have before. We saw him swing uh, and eventually miss, but still swing pretty heavily on the Tyree kill situation. I would expect the same here. Some other teams to keep in mind, Packers, maybe the Lions, the Chiefs. I know Jeff Chadia has called them an outside chance. I would say that's probably right. There's going to be some other teams interested as well. It's really just, does anyone have an offer that would
4: make the 49ers take it? I'm glad we played the audio. That is not what Pro Football Focus put out. Pro Football Focus put out that they have shown interest. I mean, they've called. That's what shown interest means. You play back Ian Rappaport, he said that they might be interested, or it would make sense that they would be interested. He didn't say Green Bay called San Francisco to see you know, what they want for Debo Samuel or anything of the sort. That's why I say. When you see a Twitter account that tweets something out that does not tag the person in which they say said it, always go find the person on Twitter and see if you can find any evidence of that person saying it, because that is a perfect example of what I was talking about. They took what he said and added the word shown into it when he did not say anything about them showing interest, just that it would make sense if they would be interested. Obviously, you know they need a wide receiver like so many of these other teams do. The Jets, if they want Debo Samuel, can have Debo Samuel. They can. Give them both their first-round picks. Niners will do it in a heartbeat. Done. You're not in the conference. You're not in the division. um, No problem. And Shanahan is friends with that whole coaching staff, or most of the coaching staff. So if they want them, they can get them. No question. Multiple ones. Guarantee you it'll get done. Uh, Whether or not they're willing to give up that much to get Debo Samuel, I don't know. I think it would be a huge shot in the arm for the Jets organization. I'll tell you that much. No question. All right, so Joe Shasky uh, from 95.7 The Game was on yesterday uh, on the Wendy's Big Show and does the morning roast, the morning show there. Him and his dad were driving in the car when we had him on. And Gary and I started off asking him about how this whole thing came out of left field for us here in Wisconsin, you know, in Milwaukee. Had no idea this is where this was going to go with Debo Samuel. Um, and we're kind of shocked by it. And, you know, did they see it coming uh, in San Francisco?
6: Let me tell you guys this. Debo Samuel has endeared himself as one of the elite playmakers in 49er franchise history. I love this guy. He embodies everything it is to be a Bay Area citizen. I know from the outside looking in, you guys view San Francisco as Silicon Valley and Patagonia vests and you know iPhones and all that. No, no, no. True native San Franciscans like myself, it is a blue-collar, blood, sweat, and tear, old-school conservative hard-working kind of a community. And Debo Samuel is the community. My dad is sitting next to me. He works for the city of San, uh, San Francisco. He's a plumber. My brother's a plumber. They're all plumbers. They love guys like Debo Samuel. This guy brings a hard hat to work and wants to run through you at every single turn. So, like Patrick Willis before him, like Frank Gore, like Ronnie Lott, guys of that guy that has endeared himself to the fan base, I had no idea that he was going to hold out. I had no idea that they were this far apart in terms of, of how they want to use him. I had no idea he was going to request a trade. I have no idea what to make of the whole situation. I'm kind of heartbroken. I want them to come to terms and figure this thing out.
0: Right. Joe Gary Ellerson here. Yeah, yeah for us, no, nobody saw the rub. Not all of a sudden that there, he doesn't want to be there. I mean, it, it, just, it, it just caught a lot of people off guard. And if you look at his contract, I think what well, he's only been there for three years. They've got a five-year deal. The problem is they, they've got to pay both as well. I don't know if the 49 can afford to pay both. Is that the issue?
6: No, 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 guys. They can afford to pay all these guys. They got to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. You okay. talk to some uh, cap experts, the cap means nothing. Jimmy Garoppolo's money's irrelevant. Other people say, hey, they got to flip Jimmy to kind of make room for both of them. Not for this year, but for next year when the bonuses start kicking in. Jimmy G should have been gone months ago. I've been wanting Jimmy G gone for two years. I wanted Tom Brady two years ago. When the goat says he wants to come, you move out of the way, Jimmy Garoppolo, and you bring the goat in here. I think they have enough money for both of them. The question is now, what does Debo want? Because it sounds to me like all my sources have told me the Niners were very close with him and his agent three weeks ago. They were within a million dollars per year in terms of figuring this thing out. And then all of a sudden, the, the agent and Debo went sideways. I don't know what. Now, we've had a history of Divas. Michael Crabtree, you know, T.O. At one time, Jerry Rice held out in 1992. So this is nothing new. But the fact that the agent also represents DK and represents A.J. Brown, I think there's a good, the bad, the ugly thing kind of going down here where none of these guys wants to be the first to get the money. And they're all waiting to see who blinks. And I feel like the agent has kind of soured Debo's head. Now, we also heard today, this is a new development, Debo wants to be close to family. I don't know whether that's true or not. Guys. Hey, so this is he it right is here. Hold on, South Joe. Let me, Carolina.
4: Joe. Hold on one second. Let me just play this for the the listeners here uh, on the Big Show Radio Network that hadn't heard it. This is Adam Schefter earlier. My understanding is and we'd have to hear from Debo himself. I'm sure there are a multitude of factors as to why he would like to be traded, but I think one of them is the fact that he simply prefers to be closer to home, South Carolina, not out west in California. California, San Francisco, chose him. He didn't choose that. How many people leave school? and go where they don't have to go. Debo is in that situation. I think he'd like to be
5: closer to home somehow. Now, again, there are other issues, of course. We'll see if the two sides can figure out a way to work it out, but it's still a difficult trade to complete as much as he
4: doesn't want to be back in San Francisco. And then the question becomes, if they can't deal him, what then? Now, Debo responded to that on social media and pretty much said that's crap uh, of what Adam Schefter what? said. That, that Don't buy into what Adam Schefter is saying, according to Debo Samuel.
6: Well, you know what, man? Look, Debo's all over the place. He's liking Dallas Cowboy tweets, unliking them. You know, he scrubbed his Instagram, which is what the youngsters do. His brother's on Facebook. I tried to book his brother on the show. You know, we we talked to his dad. His dad hung up on us. He said, business is business, quote, unquote, to my producer, and hung up on him. I don't know what to make of any of this, guys. I really don't. Here, at the end of the day, this is the way I look at this. They need a consigliere. They need an old-school guy to step in between these two and be the mediator. Guys, you're better off together, okay? Very few times are the player and the team such a natural fit for each other. Shanahan in a physical, bruising style of Swiss Army knife offense with Debo Samuel's bruising style of play, it's a match made in heaven. They need to just find a way to get this guy inked up. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't want to be here, and that's the case, then the Niners got to do what they got to do, play hardball and force him to miss time or take the best damn package possible. But I'll tell you this, I am not trading Debo Samuel. I'm not in the business of getting rid of elite studs that other teams fear. What would the Rams do? They would not come up. So find a way to come to peace, get to the table, break bread, pay the guy, whatever you got to do. They got to come back together.
0: So, Joe, you know what's going on here, right? So we're trying to figure out, how do the Packers get Debo Samuels? Would you want the 49ers <laughs> to trade Debo to Green Bay?
6: No. No, I'm not trying to help Aaron Rodgers, that sourpuss. But what does it Hell matter, no. Joe? And I don't want your, I, Je- I don't want your late first-round draft picks either. If I'm going to trade him anywhere, and he's got a ball for you if he goes there, I'm trading him to the Jets because yep. I know they suck, and I'm going to get some of them But first-round picks.
4: But this is the thing, and I was saying this yesterday on the air. You all are officially in rebuild if it's Trey Lance and no Debo Samuel. You have – what, what are you going to – you gonna, got a good defense, dude. Okay, fine. You have a good defense, but you're not competing for a Super Bowl with Trey Lance and a bunch of question marks at wide receiver with rookies. At that point, for me, if I'm the Niners, I'm taking the best package. I don't care who's coming from. Say it's Green Bay. Fine. Rodgers is there for three years, and he's done. So I'll deal with this. By the time Trey Lance and my offense is ready to go, he'll be walking away anyhow, so and Brady it, will be long gone. You
0: see it that way, Joe?
6: Yeah, you guys are so off on the Trey Lance thing. I watched this kid at practice. Go watch the layup line in high school. Go watch the layup line in high school, and you can spot a D1 athlete from a mile away, right? I watched practice with a fine tooth comb. Jimmy Garoppolo shouldn't even have been starting week one last year. They did that to appease the locker room. The kid is better than him already, all right? And he's going to pop this year. I'll tell you right now, you want to take someone in fantasy? You take Trey Lance in that eighth, ninth round because everybody's sleeping on him. The kid's the black John Elway. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, stop, man. Get out of the here. Roof. Oh, my God. He ain't, hey, he ain't no Justin Love or he ain't no Jordan Love. I'll tell you that right now. That guy's a flop. I will guarantee you he throws for more than 3,900 yards and 26 touchdowns, which is what Jimmy G did this year. Jimmy G can't complete a pass outside the numbers. Come He's on, true. man. He's true. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy He's G. He's true.
0: Jimmy You're Garbo.
6: right. he's Mr. Pat the Ball, he hands it off, everything's a smokescreen. Kyle Shanahan got Jimmy Garoppolo paid, all right? I watch it, I sit in the end zone every single week. Jimmy's a great guy, he's one of the dudes. In terms of quarterback play, he's the 19th and 26th best quarterback. Keep it a 100.
0: Joe, real quick, your dad's a big 49er fan?
6: My dad's sitting right next to me. Put your Jimmy dad on the phone. Out on Jimmy G.
0: Put your dad on the walked phone, Joe. Put out on
6: Jimmy G. him on speaker right here, big guy.
0: Uh, you, you feel the same way as your son feel about Jimmy G?
6: Uh, you know, Jimmy G was really good for the 49ers, but I think that his time has come and gone now. I think they, they started a new era with Trey Lance. He's just so much more. He, he's just got that it factor. When you see him move the ball uh, in practice, He's just got that it factor, and you just can't put a. It's hard to put a value on
0: that. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, boys. I'm telling you, boys,
6: right now. So it's not a rebuild, my Steve. So five, Stadium, third play of the game.
0: Joe, you, Joe, you guys not, sure that your, your, your dad. You, you guys are not from New York.
6: Fifth generation, born, San Francisco. born and raised in San Francisco. fifth generation San Francisco.
0: You guys
4: are I not from New York. Now, the dad dad does Hell sound no. like he's from New York. He's yeah. got a little New York swag to him. As <laughs> yes, both of you hey, guys? Yeah. Let me.
6: Tell you yeah. Guys. Let me tell my you. dad used to take me to the 49er games back in Keysar. That's how far back I go.
4: Woo wee! Okay, that's legit. That's no more legit. questioning that. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that.
6: Hey, hey, boys, boys! Yeah. I'm telling you this right now. I'm telling you, Jimmy Garoppolo, great dude, mediocre football player. I mean, just a mean. Well, how did they, the well, they beat the Packers? Well, how did
0: they beat the Packers in with Jimmy G?
6: Because Raheem Mostert went power left, power right for 300 yards. No, this, you this, this, this past
0: game up in Green Bay, in, in Green Bay this yeah, past was, year.
6: We didn't score an offensive touchdown. People <laughs> Samuel on third and seven with all of Lambeau Field there said, I'm touching the rock, and you guys still couldn't stop it. I, you know what it was? Your boy Aaron Rodgers decided to go over the top when he had a dude underneath. Yeah. You guys blew that game. That wasn't GBG. We didn't
4: score. <laughs> so true. Right on the money. Joe Shansky, the third of the morning rolls on five seven. the game. It's called Trey Lance and Black John Elway. We're keeping that. Yeah, we are. I'm keeping yeah, that, yeah. and we are keeping that forever. Uh, follow him on Twitter at ButcherBoy415. Joe, thanks so much for coming on, man. You and your dad have a great weekend.
6: You guys, too. And uh, Bucks warriors Finals, hit me back up.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I, I, after he said that, uh, yeah, it's not happening. But either way, it, it it would have been fun had it been Bucks and Warriors uh, in the finals uh, for sure. I take a quick time out. Uh, I got a piece of audio that I need to play uh, for uh, Romney uh coming up. He uh, just walked in. I don't even see his head or his face. He's all covered up from the rain. It is. Is it still? It must. Oh, yeah. It's pouring out now. Oh, buddy. Yeah, it is. We're supposed to have um, kids, supposed to have. Doubleheader baseball tomorrow. Already canceled it. Already canceled. It's going to be like 75 out AR. Uh, So obviously they have no faith that the outfield is going to be dried up enough by tomorrow with all the rain we're getting today. The golf course I work at is supposed to have opening day tomorrow. They're having
1: old guys out on the course at 8.30 a.m. Well, y'all better have, like, wet to... (laughs) To sop up all the, the puddles of water in the fairways. I've been very impressed with our drainage systems in the limited time I've worked there so far. But I mean, it's been raining since day. We got in. So, like
4: those of you that have issues with your basement leaking water, um, th- today would be a good day to check it because hopefully everybody's sub pumps are working. I had that happen. That was uh, a couple years back. Sub pump broke. Had no idea. Went downstairs one morning. Stepped on the carpet. I didn't. She did. She stepped on the carpet and had an inch, two inches of water. And the whole basement was flooded because the sub pump broke. The worst I ever remember was in 2008
1: when Fond du Lac, where I'm from, had historic flooding. Like, there's old, old in quotes because it was 2008. But pictures from the reporter of aerial shots of Fruth Field where the Cardinals, Fondie Cardinals play, completely submerged. Wow. The seats submerged. The aquatic center, which is right across the street, submerged. And, of course, I was up at my cabin. Up in Marin- or Forest County, I had my dad's is in Marinette, my mom's is in Forest. So we were up at the one in Forest County, sunny, 80 degrees, never had any clue wow. of what was going on. The weather was completely different, northern right. Wisconsin versus south. We had no idea. I came back, and it was like a war zone in my city, and I'm like, what happened? Oh, my God. And you're probably completely out of touch from society when you're up there. Oh, com- and this is you know, 15 years ago. I mean, cell reception isn't great now, but it's there. Back then, I mean, yeah, nothing, nothing Nothing at all. We had to like crank the satellite in like a 360, 360 degrees just to get like our limited channels. Wow, That's old cranker. It's gone
4: now. But yeah, you had to turn it around and stop. Oh, go back. Stop. I used to do that with the ears on the TV when you play, had the ears on the TV trying to get reception. Done that, been there, done that. Uh, up next, Rami McAuliffe. He'll tell us what's coming up uh, on the Rami show and a piece of audio that I want to play for Rami, and we're going to call Tim Allen as well. That's all coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out. Affordable Family Fund, milwaukeeadmirals.com. They got another home game coming up this weekend, and then it's playoff time, baby, for the Milwaukee Admirals. Make sure to get those playoff tickets. Again, milwaukeeadmirals.com for all of your information on that welcome in sparky's midday madness presented to you by the milwaukee admirals milwaukee affordable family fun I'm broadcasting live from the lakeland university studios offering evening and online master's programs learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started see sparky pfeiffer here along with uh ronnie joining us as well on the great midwest bank hotline he is the franchise tim allen tim thanks for joining us how are you
6: uh, fine. What a great day for a nap today.
4: Oh, you aren't kidding. I'm jealous. You know, that's what i realized. I've always kind of like gotten on Tim when we met each other back in 94, whatever it was, about him and his naps. He's been doing this for a long time, y'all. This just didn't start. Uh, so, yeah, there's a nap every day. And I was like, man, come on, man. You're not that old. You'll be taking naps every day. And now as I've gotten older and have kids, I really like a nap on the weekend, Tim Allen. I really have found yeah. myself liking a nap from time to time on the weekend.
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, I I do them because I can. Most people would do them if they could, but they work for a living, unlike us.
4: That's true. Uh, Rami could with his late afternoon shift. He could take a nap every day if he wanted to. I can't. why, Why not? I'm busy, man. Doing what? Walking your dog and eating? Show prep. Walking the dog, Busy, working out, meditating. His
6: next day off. <laughs> you,
4: you, you you people who have kids, you just it's assume like,
2: that us people who don't funny. have kids are just free. All you break up his we next. You bring
4: do. up his next day off. Wait till you see May. Wait wait till you see the May yeah, schedule. Yeah, Tim, you're gonna get some work. Anyway. Oh, buddy, so you know, he's buddy. got half the month off, dude, <laughs> and he's going to Alabama, of all Before? people, of all vacation. Just going, just oh. going, just going, to Alabama, Golf <laughs> Shores. Come on, man! I love again. I'm jealous because golf Shores. You're gonna love golf
2: Shores, but still, everybody nice that's got a lady written all over it. I-, yeah. I would,
4: I would assume so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's taking his buddy Petey, we kicked in the face. I don't know. Um, uh, okay, so here is uh, the scrub a dub song. Have you been following along in the mornings, uh, Tim, with uh, Bart? With uh he sings the scrub-a-dub uh, song. Yeah, I heard it di- for the
6: first time. Rami played it for me Monday.
4: A uh, Bart. No,
2: that, that was that was the D- Night's
4: Gourmet Popcorn song. Oh, that's, that was that's that one. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Bart has been singing the a dub song for a while, and it's been a whole big thing. And then Toby Altizer sang a version of it, which was it was pretty good. Um, and then your friend and ours, uh Tim Shea, Bonamago Jr., uh took it upon himself, was not asked to do this, took it upon himself to sing a -a Scrub-A-Dub song so Barker played on his morning show. I want you to hear this. This He produces your show. You're playing Tim Shays? Tim Shays. Bob Mangos, yeah. Yeah,
3: Tim Tim Shays.
4: Uh, On the radio. Here we go.
3: I wake up to go to (laughs) Scrub-A-Dub. I want to join... The Scrub-a-Dub, Scrub Club. Uh, 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 (laughs) Wash your car every day if you want. It's one low price starting at $13 per month. Scrub-a-Dub Club. (laughs) I want to go to (laughs) Scrub-a-Dub to join the Scrub-a-Dub Scrub Club. Hard to say, easy to use. Sign up at Scrub-A-Dub. Is, I want to join the Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club. Hard to say, easy
6: to use. Oh my God.
3: Wash mm. your car every mm. day if you want. Tommy,
6: tell them to stop. One low price <laughs>
3: starting at third. We'll be right back
6: <laughs> on Milwaukee College Radio.
4: Okay, so that's, that's that's Tim Shea, okay? Now, how would you evaluate Tim Shea's musical singing ability?
6: Oh, boy. Because um, you're
4: a singer. Yeah. You're in a band. You've been in bands your whole life.
6: I would rate it as like a... Five really? year old? Dated.
4: I was like, really a five? That's really high, Tim. That's that's pretty high. Uh okay, so that was uh Bonamago Jr. earlier this week. Then last night, uh the staff got together last night and uh Adam Roberts, the executive producer of The Big Show. Have you heard this yet, Rami? Yeah. Yeah. The executive producer of The Big Show, he then did his own song. Now, Rami, you're going to do one? Is, is, that, no. is that what you said to Bart? No, no. I didn't say I didn't. I oh, no, no.
3: never said
5: that.
4: So Adam Roberts said he was going to do one. Now, mind you, you heard Tim Shays. So when Adam announces to everybody, Tim, that he did one, obviously we're all like, oh, my God. It's going to be another just train wreck of a song. This is Adam Roberts uh, doing his Scrub-A-Dub song.
3: Woo!
5: Alright. I used to hand wash my car In bubbles it would drown But I couldn't take those calluses had to settle down. Now I go to Scrub It Up. And I use the Scrub It Up Scrub Club. It's really hard to say, but it's so easy to use. I'm telling everyone I know it's hip to Scrub It Up. At the Scrub It dub Scrub Club. <laughs> now Bob knows this in his fancy suit. <laughs> I listen on the radio. And he tells me Scrubber Scrub Club is the only way to go. <laughs> well, tell me my man, don't you agree? At just $13 a month. You can wash your car every day if you choose. Visit scrub-badup.biz. It's hip to scrubber-up. So hip to scrub
6: Up. All, right. All right, Tim Allen, what do you think of that one? I like that one. I like the excitement factor. Um, yeah, he went for and, it, man. Yeah. What's that? He went for it. He did go for yeah. it, and, and I think I think that's a you know what? If, if I could say bring that excitement level to his on-air work, <laughs> and we got. That. <laughs>
1: All right, that's fine. That's fine. If you ever need a producer for Brewers postgame, oh, that's great. I'll let someone else know. He's looking for someone.
4: Perfect. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. That's why I called Tim Allen, because he's always got something. Timmy, thank you so much.
6: All right, boys. See you. Take See you tonight.
4: You betcha. There he is. Tim Allen, catch him after the game. Tonight or the last pitch, you make the switch. 17 years and going strong. Gene Wagner plumbing uh, postgame show. Uh, I was presented really to impressed. you by Jim Danny's on South 27. I was really 27th impressed
3: Street. with Adam Roberts, man. It's I was it back a
4: little bit. So he walks in. Bart's yeah. about to play. Bart sees him through the glass. Mm-hmm. I'm in the hallway. I'm like, oh, dude, they're going to play your song. And Bart goes, Adam, are you talking to Steve? Come in here. So he comes in here. And I'm telling you, Bart was scared. I was worried. <laughs> Didn't know how bad it was going to be. Thanks for the confidence. I had none. I had zero zilts, none. Because after I heard Tim Shea, I was like, oh, my God, you got it. We're going to do this
2: again.